0: This is the Stuck Mike Abcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Zyko, Sean Moody, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri.
1: And welcome to episode 70 of the Stuck Mike Abcast live on the deck here at Sun and Fun 2014. I'm joined uh, not by our uh, normal co-host, but... A regular co-host, I should say, because we're not normal at all. But I'm here with Eric Crump. Welcome to the podcast, Eric.
2: Hello, hello.
1: And uh, we also have uh, Uh, Thomas Thomas Frick. He's also here with us tonight. Thomas, welcome. Good evening. And Robert Sigliano and podcaster extraordinaire.
3: Hey, Carl. How's it going? Great,
1: great. And Larry Overstreet. Larry Overstreet. Good evening, Carl. Let's do the pre-flight. Well, tonight we have a different different schedule for the podcast. Uh, This is actually my first time. Uh, being the captain of this show, I've moved from the right seat uh, to the left seat of of the Stuck Mike Avcast, and I'm really excited to be doing this today. But before we begin, we, uh, we have a, a, just a one quick announcement uh, for me, actually a personal one. My my uh, father, I want to give a quick shout-out to. He turned 80 years old, came over uh, a little bit before uh, World War II started, and uh, came over on the wrecks. He has not much of an association with aviation other than the fact that the ship that he came over on uh, was the ship that they intercepted. With a brand new aircraft, and the aircraft was used during World War II for bombing, and they were trying to prove that they could do strategic bombing over the water, and it was the Rex, the Rex, which is the Italian line, that he came over on, and the ship was intercepted successfully by the YB-17, and that was the reason they started doing strategic bombing of boats over the water. So happy birthday to my dad, 80 years old. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, (laughs) (laughs) Now entering cruise flight. Today's program is going to be exciting. We have uh, a couple of things to to talk about. I've had a wonderful day today. One of the most exciting things for me to do is to talk about aviation careers and also talk about uh, flying in general. But uh, there was one amazing event that was today and it's the first ever uh, career fair here at Sun and Fun, and they're going to keep doing this. Incredibly successful. Eric was actually part of that b- with the uh, Polk State College, and another organization, JetBlue Airlines, of course, some employee with JetBlue, came in here as uh, the pilot rep for them. We spoke to a lot of folks, and, and the folks at Polk State were just terrific. The kids that came over, the young you know, students that came over those were awesome. I will say one thing. They were incredibly impressive. I'm mean, just some really, really Thank you very folks. much. But, uh, well, today's topic, uh, before we get started, is uh, we talked about a little bit of announcements. Uh, there's a topic of what we learned here at Sun and Fun, and it's a little bit different. You know, we, we always talk about, oh, what's the neatest airplane? We'll get a little bit to that later. Uh, but we want to talk about what we've learned here, because not only, you know, that we're inspiring aviation here with Sun and Fun, and it's terrific, and Lights has a great vision for that, but, but one of the things that I always like to do is come here and learn one thing. Learn one thing about aviation, whether it's... Uh, Flying itself, you know, the art of flying, or whether it's something about an airplane, or 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 some type of product. Well, Eric actually has to go a little bit early this evening, so uh, unfortunately, he has the, yeah, the family duties, and and you yeah. know, you know, th- there is a life outside of flying. I know it's hard to. Uh, understand it. Or I appreciate. actually
2: chose my aviation career specifically so I could spend more time with my family. Oh, that's which, weird. Which proves that it can be done. It can be done. Yes, have, I, I have a great aviation life and I have a great family life at the same time. So <laughs> it's uh, it's a good thing.
1: So Eric, you're an educator, and uh, you were here on the grounds, walking around, and. Sometimes it's tough to learn something, but I'm sure you learned something here at Sun and Fun. What did you learn about it? You know, I
2: can't say that I necessarily learned one thing about, you know, flying an airplane that I didn't know or, or something like that. But the one thing, if I had to take anything away so far from, from what I've seen at Sun and Fun thus far, is that kids, young people, are incredibly amazing in terms of their, of their potential. And I, I know that to some extent because I've got the six-year-old and the four-year-old at home. So I, and they love to fly. They love being in airplanes. They love being around airplanes. And I take that for granted because I don't talk about anything other than airplanes. Uh, when we build with Legos, we build airplanes. When we, when we draw things together, we draw airplanes. The, the, when I buy them a coloring book, it's a coloring book about airplanes. So I, f- I figure I've kind of force-fed them. Sun of Fun is really great about, um, and this is all year, not just during the flying, but about reaching out to young people through, you know, aviation camps and education programs in schools. And at least so far this show, I have seen so many young people walking around, engaging with airplanes and aviation in general. And I just listen to them as they talk to one another, and some of them are high school students, some of them are middle school students, some of them are like little primary school kids. And when they think the adults aren't listening, the things that they say to one another just makes me think wow we've got there's such a great potential there for the future you, you read you read and you hear so much gloom and doom about how bad the industry is and about how awful it is, and how it's going to be. But I see these kids and they are they are stoked i mean they are stoked up about aviation they want to figure out a way to get in an airplane they want to they want to play around and figure out what airplanes do and um I guess if there's one takeaway so far this year, um, and I don't know if it's just that there have been more kids here so far this year than what I've been used to the last couple of years, but there's been an influx of young people, and it makes me really happy because our pilot population, our mechanic population are aging and we need to fill those ranks with young people. I've been very excited about that so far.
1: So it looks like we have a cure to the pilot shores that they've been talking about. We have young folks coming up through the ranks, and that's terrific. I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, I, I think we've we've thought that there isn't a passion for aviation anymore, and there truly is. I mean, if you look back when you were a kid looking at airplanes, and I know I went out to the airport in my local field when they were – planning on tearing it down and the bulldozers were on the field and I just walked down there and stretched my arms out wide and pretended I was a plane taking off and Denver thought that 30 years later I'd actually be doing that Um, that passion burned in me for a long long time and this is the type of event and my hats off to to lights who's the president of Sun and Fun, who, who's done a wonderful job inspiring so many people in aviation. So yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great topic. I, I'm glad you brought that up as far as something that you learned there. There's, uh, since Eric's not going to be here for, with us for very long, I want to give you also an opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, this wonderful organization that you have here at Polk State and also the Aerospace Program. So just a, a quick overview. I know you've talked about it before, but just for the people that are listening here on the podcast, but we're also live today. Uh, sure. So what is it and where can they find you here?
2: So um, Polk State College obviously believes in education. That's why the last name in our title is college. So, uh, so we sponsor the educational forums here at Sun and Fun. We started that last year, and our, our, our program is only 18 months old. So uh, we started this tradition last year of sponsoring the educational forums. We're doing that again this year. So my students, um, they're really excited because we had spring break last week. So they actually get two spring breaks. So they're very excited about that. We shut the program <laughs> down for a week. And uh, any of the students who wish to volunteer um, get admittance to Sun and Fun to come over and help out, um, and they man a table for us at the Central Florida Aerospace Academy, just across the tree line here. Um, and uh, then we had students volunteering also today at the college fair, which was a part of the, the job fair um, also. And then we have students who are here waiting on their shift to start, who are walking around talking to people, um, trying to find out what they do in aviation. Um, and I guess... Um, if there's if there's any one thing anybody should take away from from what we do what our focus is as a program we're we're not about training airline pilots or you know uh, any specific thing really what what we teach is professionalism in aviation whether you're in our administration degree pathway or a pilot degree pathway i don't care if you tow banners or if you fly for the airlines or what you don't you do professionally and safely and that's our focus that's what we that's what we uh, strive for and uh, we have a very communi- community-oriented program, like I said, with the students being here and volunteering and walking around. We try to keep them engaged um, because reading out of a textbook is boring. <laughs> it was boring when I did it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't want to subject anybody to that any more than I have to. So we try to provide uh, some, some an additional learning opportunities. And beyond here, um, I'm, we're online, polk.edu, P-O-L-K.edu slash aerospace. And on the Twitter, at symbol Polk Aerospace.
1: You know, a lot of folks are, are here, and they're not looking for any type of a career in aviation. They're looking more towards other careers. Polk State has a, has a wide variety of careers. Uh, is, what other degrees can they get there, by the way, if they're, they're looking towards a, a degree in something?
2: It's well over 60 programs that we offer, um, from uh, nursing to pre-engineering to, I mean, you name it, and it's it's probably there. Um, Polk County as a, is just a huge section of Florida anyway and because we encompass such a huge population um, and because we're right smack dab in the middle between Orlando and Tampa we serve a very diverse job market so um, uh, some of the students who will come to us come to us because of the affordability factor because as a state college we have really really affordable tuition um, and because of that, uh, students like to come here get their you know get their training and whatever and then they may move on to another community within Florida and many of our students do stay here. Um, I will say that uh, for as, as what used to be a, a community college, um, the community college system, um, we, uh, we became a state college when we started offering baccalaureate degrees And uh, most people aren't aware that you can go to a state college or community college or whatever and get a bachelor's degree but you can um, and actually very thrilled that the college is, Uh, fourth bachelor's degree. It's actually a bachelor's degree in aeronautical science, um, which is huge. Um, And it will be the, when it begins in August, it's going to be the first uh, public four-year degree in the state of Florida, uh, which uh, is, again, cost-effective. Also, just uh, very... It just integrating that uh, the way we think and the way we act together, and uh, we're very excited about it. The students are very excited about it. We've seen you know great program growth since where we started, and uh, great industry connections. And um, can I tell people that you're going to be my coach?
1: Yeah, I guess we'll make that announcement one more time. So
2: because uh, because uh, Carl really likes aviation and can't help it, he has a disease that's I incurable. Do. When he's not working and <laughs> getting paid, he's going to volunteer his time as, uh, as the coach of our new flight team. And so we're very thrilled to That's have you great. on board, and we really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and I, I, gosh, the, I think I'm more inspired by the young folks there at Polk State than anything. I think it's good for me, too, and and I'm going to learn. I mean, this is a process. Uh, uh, we have a team, a flight team. We, don't, uh, we have a couple hurdles, uh, challenges. We don't have an airplane. Uh, so that's a key element here, and we're going to get past that. We're going to find an airplane and then start training. Uh, in the first year, we're actually going to have an observer status, and uh, the coach of the team—excuse me, the captain, captain of the team, uh, Trey. He's he's awesome. I mean, he's I couldn't do it without him because he is on top of everything. That, that young man is just reading and and researching this because you know putting together a flight team is. is you know, pretty daunting. You don't know what to do. I mean, there's a lot of ones that have been out there for years. It's like actually putting this together is is exciting for me, and it's exciting to see it come together. Well, thanks. Thanks, Eric.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate
1: that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Does that mean we get to do lunch more often now?
2: I certainly hope so. Cool. In more exciting destinations. Not that I don't like eating here, but... Since you're going to be out there and you're going to be oh. flying, that's now an excuse to go fly somewhere, travel somewhere. I like that idea.
1: Let's do that. I That'd think we awesome. should.
2: I think we should get in the twin, and I'll remind you what a real uh, engine failure feels like. <laughs> what is that? Do you have to push on the rudder again? Uh, there's a yeah. There's not a button for that. There's no button. No, that? it actually requires manual input. You have yeah. to show me that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, yeah, to, I'll have to reorient <laughs> you to that. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to. No. No, no, no you can enjoy true. the ride. Yeah, it's that's actually pretty fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's always teasing me. He says, I don't land. I don't know how to push on the rudder. Gosh, Eric. Or do you know how to push yeah, on the rudder? Right? Yeah, okay, I do. Okay, I'm
2: just checking. Dude, you know where I they are, to, right? Yeah. Okay. I um,
1: push on them when I move them away from me so I can move my tray out and eat my sandwich. Okay, good. So, yeah, I know what the good. rudders are. <laughs> God, come on. <laughs> 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 well, thanks, Eric. You know, moving on to uh, the other things that we have. Larry, of course, Larry Overstreet. Uh, actually, ta- speaking of rudders, he's a tailwheel pilot extraordinaire. Uh, He should be. That just means I haven't cracked one up yet. No, not yet. But he's you know there's those that have and those that will kind of thing. But uh, I actually have always thought Larry was an instructor because every time I see him in a picture in an airplane, a recent one especially, he looks like he's teaching. Are you not an instructor? No. No. I just
4: have six. I just have six kids, so there's always somebody different in the seat. Yeah, that's no,
2: his you, family, dude. He has instructor face, though. <laughs> in he pictures, does instru- he really does, do. He, he actually does. Wow! See,
1: he thought it too. You have that instructor look. Instructor like your you have a face, great huh? illegal career yeah. ahead of you. You
2: yes. could be, a, you could be working right now, making <laughs> I mean, a lot of money. I, I I've never know, been illegally. told that before. Yeah. There's a lot of
4: things about my face, but never, never. never, never I had no face, idea yeah. you weren't a flight instructor. No, well, I you know.
1: do have that face and that demeanor of, "Hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. I can handle it." Uh, that part is fun. And
4: flying Cubs is a blast. We fly J3s up at uh, Hartford, Wisconsin, which is just a little bit south of Oshkosh. and uh, you know the original 1939 to 1945, no electrical systems, hand prop to start them if you know if you need to, and um, uh, just have just have a blast. Fly along with the or- with the doors open and enjoy the fall colors or the spring smells of flowers budding. It's a, it's a great place to a great place to fly.
1: That's a wonderful picture. Gosh. And you use your rudders too, right? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. I do on the ground you
4: all the way. You use the rudders all the way till it's tied down. Really? Don't
2: they actually glue your feet to the rudders when mm-hmm. you get in? You can't take them off the rudders,
4: right? No, you can't take them <laughs> off. No, they're stuck. <laughs> well, you have to be able to get to the heel brakes. That's a little bit of a challenge sometimes, but...
1: But well, Larry, you actually learned something really interesting here. I think we were talking about it earlier. What was that again? Here at I'm one? dying to know which one that was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's actually several things that right. that kind of stru-
4: struck me today. Um, one of which was just there are some incredible new airplane designs that are out there and that are coming. Um, you know, one of them that that we talked to, uh, talked to you on the deck uh, was from uh, Flight Design and their new uh, C4, uh, which is a four-seat airplane that they're that they're putting together that i I, if i recall it's it's you know 150 knot type airplane and um uh a brand new garmin stack the whole works and they're trying to target a $250,000 price point which sounds like a lot of money um you know but if you compare it to what you know one of their their light sport aircraft go for ctls you know might be you know i don't know 125 or, or whatever don't quote me on those prices um, it, but if and, and then compare it to any other four-seat airplane with anywhere near the performance, um, and it's just exciting to me to see airplanes like that coming out. And you know, look at something like that, or you look at the, you know, what used to be called the Baby Bell, the um, uh, uh, helicopter uh, safari down there. You know, that you can you can build as a kit. That's something completely different than anything I've ever flown or worked on. But just walking around the field, seeing stuff like that, it feels like you know the place has a little life uh, uh, getting breathed into it.
1: I think in general that's happening I I don't know about everybody else here but I'm getting a little more excited even on day one I was like wow you know there's uh, some people were I, were saying, "Oh, you know, you always hear those things. Oh, the attendance is down or whatever." To me, the excitement was up. Yeah, definitely. And and the new designs are are up, and and that's really exciting. So that's the one thing you learned. And uh, there, I think you had another one too.
4: Yeah. Uh, so uh, another one. Again, I'm not sure which uh, which one you're thinking of there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to screw this up somewhere. <laughs> um,
1: now, one of the
4: other ones is to me is that there was a lot of. Um, there are a lot of uh, new devices and new interest around the intersection of ADS-B and the iPad. Um, and Foreflight had uh, an announcement where uh, their, um, the Stratus device that Sporty sells that they're you know kind of a partner on, um, it, they've had uh, new capabilities coming out around that. Um, the folks at Level uh, L-E-V-I-L Aviation uh, have some a, a series of new uh, devices that cover ADS-B and um, the was GPS and, and a few other things um, and, and that's you know again just one of those areas that that I hadn't paid a ton of attention to I'm a you know grateful for flight user have been for a long time um, but just to see more and more devices being paired with the iPad uh, around ADSB and it things. seemed
3: like uh, going through the hangars every other booth was another tablet with uh, flight planning adsB mm-hmm. weather so I agree with you you uh, Tom and I was walking through the the hangars this morning, and that jumped out at me. It seemed like everyone is coming out with a new tablet or uh, a new flight planning software that is going to hook up to ADS-B.
4: Yeah, and and once you fly with with in-cockpit weather of some sort, you just don't want to not have it if you're on any kind of a trip. It's so so useful. Um, Our club is looking at uh, picking up a Stratus because we all have iPads. And you know, you put the stratus in the airplane, and now all of a sudden, 30 people have you know access to it, and it's a whole lot less expensive than uh, activating the weather subscription from um, uh, from the satellite vendor.
1: So, how often does this refresh the weather? I mean, is it how immediate is it? Is that five, 10, 50 minute delay? I, I, I think
4: it's pretty similar to what you get with XM. So, you know, so right. it's somewhere in the probably five to 10. Minute yeah. neighborhood,
1: ra- normally. So it's like strategic. You know, yeah. you can plan to get around the weather, but give yourself some room. Because I know the first time I used it, I actually went through the rain shower instead of going around, and I went right through the middle of it. Thinking, yeah, it's, oh, this is it's great. not live radar.
4: Yeah, right? no,
1: no, not at all. But uh, that was my experience with, because I'm so used to live radar, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is fine. We'll just go on the edge of it, and then boom. <laughs> now, <laughs> so Carl,
3: there. doesn't the plane fly for you and? Work well, you around the radar? R- t- r- the
2: Gosh,
1: r- no? this is a rough crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do think a little bit. No, Actually, when, it, when
2: the turbulence gets really bad, um, the, the compartment opens and the <laughs> pillow comes out to, to support their head, right? And the tray so goes off. up. Yeah, well, actually. The tray goes up automatically. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: normally during my landings when all the bins open after I oh, crashed into the ground. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's usually. Those carrier, that carrier that's landings. <laughs> well, that's terrific. Gosh, th- this is so cool that, that they have all these new devices and integrations for the Devices there, and like you said, Robert, that's that's absolutely wonderful. That's uh, that they have all these new things that are making it not just easier for us to fly, but safer for absolutely. us to fly. That's really really cool. So, Robert, you, what did you have? You said you had something that you learned here or something new. Yeah, you knew.
3: Um, it was. I don't know if I would say I learned anything, but just some, um, you know, some observations. Uh, like Eric said, the young kids. I've noticed a lot of young kids. Uh, Civil Air Patrol is right across from the radio station. I'm a CAP member, so it's good to see the young kids hanging out there, manning the booth. Uh, all the young kids walking around. There was a young lady um, today on the deck. I don't believe, Larry, you were interviewing her, but she, I believe she was part of some program. She worked the flight line. She was really into aviation. Last night, waiting to go out to dinner... We got stuck behind a caravan of lsas being pulled rvs uh, being pulled by these young kids i think the program was called the eagle's nest
1: and they build the planes so you know you know what i'm talking about yeah i sure do the eagles nest there's uh, a couple of people that i know volunteer for that yeah and they absolutely love that that's uh it's it's something that a lot of mechanics even get involved with that uh from airlines, even, that go over and help out. I Very think that cool. That's good. Yeah, cool. good.
3: Yeah, so, you know, that impressed me. I always love to see young kids get being involved, and like you said, it, it's the future of aviation. Um, the other observation I had walking around Paradise City this morning is the number of LSA on Tundra tires and stole packages. I don't know if it's just, you know, I, I noticed it today, or it's just something that's exploding
4: don't they look fun?
3: Oh my god, it looks like a hoot. You know, those tires, I can just see bouncing on a gravel bed and just pulling up, and taking out the tent and just uh, hanging out there. Camping for yeah. a while. Oh, yeah.
1: A little riverbed or yeah. something like that, or the beaches. Oh, yeah. you, know, you can't do that on the beaches anymore here in no. Florida. Used to be able to. That, that'd be cool pull out the tire. Well, of you tires. could,
3: but. Uh, yeah, that, so that we'll would be, be bad. Yeah. For you.
1: you know that that's another thing, like you said, with the Tundra tires. It's amazing some of these designs. And I have a, a friend of mine. He's uh, from Juno. He's got a little cub on, and just has floats. He also has uh, skis, and then he has the big Tundra tires. Nice. And uh, he's used to just landing wherever he wants. And that's very cool. That's the sweet, way to fly. Sweet. But yeah, that that's good. That you actually learn something. It seems like there's a theme here. You know, with the young people and uh, the excitement in aviation. Everybody tells me excitement's over. I've been hearing this all along. Nobody wants to get into flying in general. We've talked about careers, but more so we're talking about general aviation and flying, just getting up there. And and we're going to talk a little bit. I know Larry's got an announcement for us about, you know, it might be a little bit easier for people to actually get up in the airplane and fly. So did you have anything else? No,
3: I think that's what I was going to bring up, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll definitely get to that. That's an important topic. But, uh, you know, actually, this year, I mean, um, moving to, to our next guest, Tom, is uh, he's he's new to Sun and Fun. He's uh, first year volunteering here at Sun and Fun. Now, Tom, have you ever been to Sun and Fun before?
5: Uh, yeah, I've been here as a uh, – I came last year. I, oh, I yeah? walked around the grounds and, and, and soaked it all in and, and fairly new to aviation, you know, just uh, only had my ticket a couple of years now and got instrument rated and, and trying well, to congratulations move, move, on move forward in, in uh, flying and, you know, just soaking it all in, yeah. And,
1: and you just got that rating, right? Just, I just did. I
5: got, the, I got the rating in January. January. Yeah,
1: that's Congrats. awesome. That's, that's great. That's, that yeah. is good. Tom's actually really interested in aviation and interested in aviation safety. And that uh, the reason we met, he was actually at one of the FAA safety seminars I was giving a presentation for. Indeed. And he came up after, you know, I always announce, hey, if anybody wants to help out at Sun and Fun, please let us know. And he said, yeah, I can do something. I, I, I can help never, out. Never there. throw your hand up in a crowd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's true. You know, he's and he volunteered and has been doing a bang up job. And uh, you know, uh, Sun and Fun is is really all about the volunteers as far as making this thing run. We are all volunteers, and uh, it's it's actually it's really exciting to see so many folks that come out here and volunteer. I mean, some people are vendors and they have something to do, but you know, it's it's uh, it's really important that we continue to foster new volunteers and younger volunteers in this uh, and 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 what's what's neat is he you, you've stepped on the plate now what is it you're doing here because just gives i want to give people a little bit of an idea as to what they can actually do as a volunteer so what are you doing at sun and fun this year
5: well sun and fun for me actually started uh, a couple months ago i'm um, here at the radio station uh, they, oh, put yeah. they built this new deck i, I oh, was part yeah. of that of the deck building uh, crew that that put this on for the radio station and then, uh... Um, Agreed to come back for Sun and Fun. Um, I'm basically editing audio and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of helping out around the radio station and soaking it all in. Uh, I'm actually very honored to be sitting here with all these people who are so deep into all these podcasts and, and you know, being able to uh, give this information back out. And, and I've learned a lot from you guys just you know getting into aviation and finding you guys on the web and finding out the information. Uh, I just I soak it in as much as I possibly can. You know, and for an old guy, you guys are talking about the younger generation and how well they are coming up and starting to put this stuff in. I just think it's awesome that there's people out there who are willing to take the time to put the information out there so that anybody can can pick it up and, and, and learn from it
1: yeah, and I, I, one of the things that 's interesting about all these podcasts is I learn so much from those podcasts you know and I, I listen to a lot of podcasts you know obviously i 'm talking a lot the, <laughs> all day long sometimes on podcasts, but you 're right there 's so much to learn. And I really encourage people to, to get out there and, and do more podcasts. I know Robert, you, you still have a podcast that you occasionally have out there. What was the name of that again? The new pilot pod blog.
3: Um, it's been on hiatus for a while um, due to uh, you know time and family life. But um, Larry has convinced me to start it up again. So we'll uh, we're going to be doing an episode shortly. Uh, yeah. So uh, again, that podcast I started was um, my experience after have to get my private pilot's license. Just what, what can you do? What, what can you do with your private pilot's license after getting it as a new pilot? Um, things to do with the ticket. How to learn. How to keep current. How to keep proficient. So that sort of thing. Like I said, it's been a little, uh, a little bit on hiatus, but it'll be starting up soon again.
1: Well, that's good. Now, what is it? You know, we'll get back to Tom. Our question about you know what you learned, but. Uh, I forgot to ask you what you're actually doing here at Son Fun as a volunteer, just to help people sure, get sure. an idea of what they can do and what types of positions have you done? Okay.
3: I'm here at the radio station, my third year of volunteering, and with Tom, we added all of the uh, interviews, the field interviews that come in. So we have a, a really good crew of uh, people who go out and volunteer and do interviews.
1: You know, I wonder if there's someone that could help us answer that question as far as you know what type of positions they could volunteer for. I, I don't know if we could find someone who, who could answer that.
6: I was not stepping up to step into your podcast. I was just stepping up to compliment Mr. Sigliano here on the hard work he's been doing. Yes, so he has. So he people wanna, if they want to volunteer at Sun and Fun, it's but, really easy. Go to sun-n-fun.org sun and fun, sun-n-fun.org and and uh, click on the fly-in tab, and there's a thing on volunteering. I think there's a, a volunteer tab too. Now,
1: do they explain to you the different positions? Like that—that's something. Like for it's instance, a list, what can yeah. you do? Oh, they
6: can—they can listen to Sun and Fun Radio, and we list different categories. But um, there's something for everyone at Sun and Fun. We need—and you know, year-round volunteers, we need too, not just during the fly-in, but during the fly-in, we need all kinds, all aspects of volunteers. But during year-round, we need landscapers, carpenters, plumbers, welders. Everything. I mean, this this is an amazing, amazing campus. And now that Sun and Fun is renting it out more as a venue, right. there's more work to be done. So yeah, we you know we need all the volunteers we can get. Yeah, sun-n-fun.org or sun-n-fun.org or just web search Sun-n-Fun. Just remember, folks, it's not Sun and Fun. It's Sun the letter N mm-hmm. Fun. And uh, but no, thank you guys. All of y'all have been doing a great yeah, job thanks. for me. You've been on on air with us. I'm hosting live yeah. on air. It's been fun. That was because uh, I didn't want my editors pulling their hairs I was like this man is a machine. <laughs> 14, 15 interviews a day. Yeah, and, at
1: least you know it's been it's been a blast doing those interviews. Well, but this well, thank has been very so much, much fun. Yeah, I'll let you guys back to your podcast. Right, thank you so much. But you know we appreciate uh, what Dave has done here, and this is 20 years, by the way. We forgot to mention that it's 20 happy years. Happy birthday. And happy birthday to the to the uh, radio Sun station. and Fun Radio Station. Yeah. And Forty years of sun and fun yeah. itself, but uh, there are a lot of opportunities to so get out there and, and please try to try to do some something, yeah, anything, even if it's just a day, yeah. and then come by here, oh, and, check any, it out.
3: any help anyone can give, like you know, like I was saying, with along with Tom, we edit. The interviews and Carl, thank you for not going out and (laughs) killing us like you did last year. I don't think we've recovered from last year. The number of interviews you did and brought back for us to edit.
1: You know, I'm getting a bad rap here. Uh, Me with a microphone, I will stop and talk to every single person that's there. My first interview last year, if you remember. Was the guy that had the massage chair. Yes, yes. And <laughs>
3: <laughs> We go to a fly-in, and Carl brings back a massage chair interview. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I want to talk to that guy. It,
1: it, well, hey, it was important you know, for aviators to have Absolutely. You know, really some massages to, to make them calmer, more flexible, and relaxed. But uh, From overworking the rudders. Yes, from overworking the rudders, <laughs> whatever those things are. But, Tom, you were you were going to tell us, I think, uh, what you learned here at, at Sun and Fun and, and what you learned from being here about aviation.
5: Yeah, I, I think what, what stands out to me the most here is um, the history, just the history of aviation. And, and, you know, I was, like I said, I'm honored to sit here with you guys and, and um, when... Um,
1: yeah, Eric, you know, Eric actually talking, Eric had to right, leave. You right, know, yeah.
5: which when, when Eric was talking about, um, you know, the young folks and stuff like that, it's amazing around here how much aviation history there is and how many people there are to explain it to you. All you got to do is walk up, you can find an old vintage aircraft, and there's somebody standing there, and, and you can ask away. And, and there's somebody there who's actually flown it, who's been around it, where it came from, what it's done, how it got there, and this whole evolution all the way up to an iPad with ForeFlight and ADS-B Weather, yeah. you know, and everything in between. Um, the uh, Florida Air Museum is part of Sun and Fun. We we went through there today, where the, where you were uh, doing the the career fair, and um, they have just procured a um, Howard Hughes display. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, and I walked through that today, and just looking, you know, at some of the things that, you know the Spruce Goose and some of the dynamics, and they had some pretty cool pictures that I'd never seen before of of. of, of of how that was put together so it's there to read as well and I mean there's just so much history here along with what's happening new so everything that's new on the market and everything before it and, and how do we get that information and apply it and, and it helps me learn as, as a pilot. Right, right, and uh, you,
1: you were saying too, you're you're looking at possibly maybe doing something else with your pilot certificate and moving forward.
5: I am. I'm, I'm working on my commercial license. I, I eventually want to become a CFI. I, I'd like to teach people how to fly. That's that's my goal. You know, I'm I'm trying to get there. It's a second career. And you know,
1: it, it's interesting because there's a lot of people who want to do that as a second career now. You know, that's one thing that I learned today is uh, at the seminars and the job fairs that there are so many people in their 50s. That want to move on to something else. Either they've been laid off or have retired from their current job, and they they want to be in a career that's exciting and something that they want to do for the rest of their life. That's why they're changing careers into aviation. It's something you can always do. And you know, don't discount you know teaching in schools, just in ground school, et cetera. It's not not just about flying the airplanes, right. although although we like to do that. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, no
7: doubt
5: that I'd rather be up in my head in the clouds all the time than. Uh, and it was stuck on the ground in the fog.
1: You know, it's interesting what you said about the uh, seminars and learning. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I've, I've been a volunteer or worked for a vendor on Sun and Fun for many, many years, I actually took a year off and, and wandered around. I actually felt a little guilty, to be honest with you, in not volunteering for Sun and Fun. But I, I went to some of these seminars, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's something new out there, and there's something really interesting in all these seminars. Would you believe that they have 55 seminars every single day? There's over 600 that they're doing right wow. over here. Yeah, right right over at the uh, Central Florida Aerospace Academy. That's actually it's phenomenal. How many Something they have? Something
5: for everybody, I guess. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. And I believe right there with the volunteer on the website, you can get that information as well as far as what seminars are going on for the next week here.
1: And, and they, they break it down by different subject areas. If you're a young flyer and you're looking to get into aviation, they break it down by that. If you're looking to fly over the water, and that was, actually, that's the biggest thing that I learned at uh, Sun and Fun so far this year. We had somebody on the deck here, and we were interviewing him, and he just uh, the Caribbean adventures, you know, and the fly outs and stuff like that. And this person uh, explained about flying over Cuba and how to get the permits, and he said it's really, it's really not that tough to do. And, you know, I fly over Cuba all the time, but, uh, you know, working for the airline, someone does all that for me. All I have to do is make sure I have the permit, it's on my dispatch release, and I go. But I don't know who to call. You know, I don't know how to get all that information. And and that's exciting for me, someone who's been doing this flying for so long, is to get into that type of aspect of, of aviation where I'm on my own flying down there. You know, that is pretty cool. Well, you know, for the listeners, too, I'd love to hear what, what you've learned here at Sun and Fun, either from listening to the radio show or uh, listening to the seminars, watching the seminars. Uh, you know, what, what what was interesting to you and what did you learn here at Sun and Fun? So if you could just go to stuckmikeavcast.com or even go to Sun and Fun Radio and, uh, and check it out and give us a, send us some feedback. I'd really, really, you know, enjoy that. So we all, it looks like we've all learned something here at Sun and Fun, which is really cool, you know. Uh, i didn't want to do this as a show about you know what 's different from last year. We do those comparisons all the time uh, The difference is it's a different year and it 's a wonderful air show and and I think one of the things that we 're seeing is we're moving forward in aviation and that's that's just awesome and exciting and there's there's people that are interested in this and interested in flying and you know there's a possibility that that might be easier for people to get into flying and You know, a lot of times there's things that hold us back from getting into aviation. One of them is our medical, and the medical is is something that's near and dear to me because I have to get one every six months or every year uh, because that's part of my job. I was a little worried, though, when I went for my last medical. Uh, We had a bit of a discussion because it was right at the point where the FAA had decided to change things concerning the body mass index. Uh, The the doctor spoke with me and, and said, you know, I don't think you have a problem With, let's see, that sleep Sleep apnea apnea is the the issue. Sorry, yeah, that sleep apnea is is an issue with people that are heavier. But he did say something to me. He said it's not just people that are heavier; it's everybody. You know, people. I have a a friend of mine who's really skinny and has sleep apnea. Some we do have some new news, and I think Larry probably has has the best explanation or, or or knows it the best that something happened today. There was a press release concerning the fact that the FAA wanted to put in place the new testing standards for sleep apnea for people with a body mass index of 40 and over, and then there was gonna be 30 and over, but they changed that.
4: Yeah, so um, back in November, uh, they they had announced that they were gonna do the 40 and over thing. Uh, So anybody who had a body mass index of 40 or over uh, would not be able to get a medical, it was suspended, and you had to go for uh, diagnostic um, uh, sleep apnea treatment. It was effectively at a cost of you know, potentially three to $4,000 to you out of your pocket um, just to prove that you didn't have a condition that they couldn't demonstrate had caused any problems or accidents ever. So let me just ask you this
3: question. So if you have this threshold, the FAA is saying that you possibly can have sleep apnea, so they want you to go and prove that you don't have it.
4: Yes. Smart, right? Yeah. So. And
3: for something that has never been proven to cause any accidents, incidents, or anything.
4: Correct. And then once they had all the 40 and overs uh, addressed, then they were going to start dropping down that limit to uh, 30 at some point. Um, it caused an uproar, and, you know, uh, the, the, all the Alphabet Soup folks got into the conversation. Um, the uh, Both the House and the Senate passed bills uh, directing them to... Uh, back off and have a proper rulemaking process instead of just implementing this as a as a policy. Um, and so uh, we found out today that uh, they are doing that. They're backing off um, to the point where if if you're you know, and the numbers may move around a little bit, but it sounded like if you're if you're over whatever their limits are, 40 or, or whatever, um, they wanted to have the doctor uh, perhaps give some extra uh, thought consideration to whether or not you might have symptoms of sleep apnea. And, and refer you if he felt like you might or she felt like you might refer you to a second doctor for a second opinion and then if there was agreement there then they may direct you to have this, the secondary uh, uh, evaluations uh, from that point um, but in the meantime your medical would remain in effect uh, until such time as it was demonstrated that it shouldn't be, which is at least putting the burden of proof back in the right sequence but the cost is still going to be on you um, and, and so you know these are these are rules that are that are sort of coming out of, of all the safety things the FAA could focus on, um, and and the FAA is doing a great job over here in the building back behind us of putting on a bunch of different safety seminars this week in addition to all the ones that are over at the academy, um, you know. But of all the things they could focus on, you know something that maybe had ever caused an accident might be a better place to spend their time and energy. Um, however, with that threat, okay, and this is back I believe it was back around the 17th of November. Um, I looked at myself and I thought, you know, do a little quick math on a website. My BMI is 32, so they may not be targeting me today, but what they're saying is they're going to get down to where that's a problem. And um, so starting last November uh, 17th, between then and now, I've uh, just, through eating a little bit better and, you know, a little bit, uh, little bit of more care, um, lost 39 pounds. And wow, got I my own dismayed. yeah got my own BMI down to 27 so I'm down below the <laughs> you know what they said was <laughs> going to be the limit and my target is really more like 25 so right. uh, so you know even as much as I, I can complain about their tactics and the uh, silliness of that particular rule um, it still ended up having a good effect you know for me personally because it was just kind of a, a good prompting to remind myself that I'm I'm going to be
1: 50 this year and I want to keep flying so yeah. I really should take good care of myself. You know, and I think that's, that's really important is to take care of yourself because you want to keep that medical going. Well, guys, we got to take a quick break for a, a bit of an announcement here, and, and we'll be back uh, just shortly, and we're going to have to close up. It's going to be a short podcast this evening. It's only going to be about 45 minutes. So we're going to go to a break right now for a station announcement and some advertisements. So to the break.
5: This is Stuart Stevenson, a.k.a. Pilots 2 of the Pilots' Journey podcast, and you're listening to Sun & Fun Radio, WPEP 788 at
7: 1510 a.m., Lakeland, Florida, and live on the web at liveatc.net snf. The Sun & Fun workshops have enjoyed a popularity with builders that is unmatched by other venues. All the workshops are staffed by a combination of amateur and professional instructors with extensive experience in the subjects they present. Many of our instructors hold FAA airframe and power plant mechanic ratings and or have extensive experience with vendors supplying the aviation community. All of our volunteers are dedicated to the education of home builders to aid in the safe and reliable construction of all forms of experimental and amateur-built aircraft. Most of our volunteer instructors are builders themselves and enthusiastically share their experience with novice builders. The workshops include woodworking, includes construction of wing ribs, fuselage, jigs and tooling and adhesives metal fabrication sheet metal selection cutting drilling and riveting fabrication of all metal aircraft components metal shaping this shop covers the shaping of custom compound shapes in aluminum using various metal shaping techniques and equipment oxy fuel welding of both steel and aluminum oxy acetylene and oxy hydrogen welding techniques for fabrication of steel structures and aluminum components tig mig welding of both steel and aluminum This program presented by Lincoln Electric covers tungsten inert gas, TIG, and metal inert gas, MIG, welding. Avionics electrical installation. The proper wire, terminals, tools, and techniques for installation of a reliable aircraft electrical system are provided. Electrical noise and troubleshooting. Proper installation and isolation of circuits to reduce interference and noise in avionics systems. Fabric aircraft covering. Hands-on experience in fabric covering and doping provided here. Rib stitching. The attachment of fabric to wing structures is explained, demonstrated, and learned here. Composite construction. Foam shaping and cutting, fiberglass and resin selection, and application and vacuum forming taught here. Safety wiring and cable swaging. The use of safety wire and proper tools for installation of safety wire and swaging of control cables covers bolting, turnbuckles, thimbles, propellers, etc. Engines and firewall forward installations. This shop covers all things engines. Engine maintenance, assembly, modification, and installation are addressed, as well as display and run-up of various engines. Many of our workshops are FAA-approved for IA renewal, and we are in the process of obtaining approval for additional presentations. Workshops run daily from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m.
4: Well, it's been 20 years since some brave soul stuck a mic in Dave Shalbetter's hand and told him to start talking and not stop. And he hasn't stopped yet. This year, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Sun and Fun Radio. Sun and Fun Radio is your place to hear great interviews with everyone from aviation legends to pilots, builders, enthusiasts, sponsors, and exhibitors of innovative aviation products. You'll hear all about the various activities during the week, updates to scheduled events, and any severe weather announcements or other major news stories. In addition to Dave, Sun and Fun Radio is staffed by almost 40 volunteers who do every conceivable task, both in front of the mic and behind the scenes. You can hear Sun and Fun Radio at WPEP 788, 1510 AM, and on the web at liveatc.net SNF. Better yet, during the show, you can stop by the radio station located just east of the Sunset Grill on Clubhouse Row and watch live radio being made right out on the brand new radio deck. We'd love to meet you.
7: Sun and Fun has made a commitment and is working to build a brighter future through aviation. Expanded education opportunities and youth workshops create learning environments on the Sun and Fun campus in which children can thrive. Age-specific activities have been designed to allow students of all ages to explore their interests in the world around them. Florida has a rich history of aerospace professionals and educators who are committed to science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM, education programs, and we've invited them to join us during the annual Sun and Fun International Fly-In and Expo. We believe that the diverse disciplines of the aerospace industry provide a wonderful platform for STEM education. Daily activities. Piedmont Aerospace Labs Workshops. Daily, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Grades K through 6 will be introduced to the creative side of science. Explore kites, windsocks, parachutes, foam airplanes, and paper airplanes, or experience an art project on paper or your face. Try out a PC or a full-motion flight simulator. Climb aboard and let your spirit fly in a real airplane or helicopter. Grades 7 through 12 will have the opportunity to work with engines, electrical circuits, weather, waveforms, rocketry, construction skills, and robotics. Try out a PC flight simulator. Climb aboard and let your spirit fly in a real airplane or helicopter.
4: Sun and Fun Radio would like to thank Hayneedle.com for their sponsorship. Hayneedle.com is the place to find everything home. From furniture and decor to patio sets, umbrellas, hammocks, grills, fire pits, and more, it's your online shopping destination for indoor and outdoor living. With everything home in one easy online store, you'll find furnishings for every style, budget, and room with free shipping and easy returns. Discover hayneedle.com today and fulfill your vision of home. Now back to the Sun & Fun radio deck, sponsored in part by The Aviator's Hotline. Looking for planes, property, or parts? www.AviatorsHotline.com has them all.
1: Welcome back to the deck here at Sun and Fun Radio. This is the Stuck Mike Avocast, episode number 70. We are live here on the deck with Sun and Fun Radio. I'm joined today with Robert Sigliano, Larry Overstreet, and Tom Frick. We're talking about what we learned at Sun and Fun, but we are also have some ex- exciting announcements. It's a little bit of a shorter show, so what we want to do in our last segment is we want to talk about something super exciting that happened today, and uh, I think it's going to be awesome. something we need to pay attention to. Larry... Give give us an update as to what just happened.
4: Yeah, we we don't know a whole lot from what came out, but today the FAA um, announced that they were going to begin a rulemaking process around uh, reducing the requirement for private pilots to use a third-class medical. So the idea would be that if you're uh, flying VFR, uh, an aircraft under 6,000 pounds, um, and 250 knots maximum, 14,000 feet maximum, um, six passengers maximum, I think, something like that, Um, Anything else?
3: Five passengers. So I'm sorry. Yeah, six-seat plane. You 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 really hit the nail. They had 14,000 feet, less than 14,000 feet, six thousand pounds or less, VFR. Now the question is, um, private pilot, any pilot? You know, like you said, Larry, uh, this was just an announcement today. I don't know if there's much information out there just yet.
4: Yeah. So a couple, a couple things that are important about this, Um, because they're starting an official process, there will be, it's time for all of us to start paying attention. This is a good thing for aviation. Um, And uh, we'll want to pay attention to things like the dates for the comment period. Um, One of the areas that I know I want to comment on is that it does not include IFR uh, 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 privileges, and so if you're uh, if you're taking pilots who are IFR trained and capable, but they let the medical restriction lapse, um, and then and then you know telling them they can't fly IFR without the medical, and they get into a pinch somewhere, they're going to be more tempted to go scud running. And I think just in the interest of safety alone, it's a no-brainer that that should be included. There's there's no reason that IFR, VFR is, is any, you know, safer based on what happens in the medical. And know.
3: there's no difference today, right? No, yeah, there's, there's no, no difference, difference today. Why should it change? VFR, IFR.
4: So, so we're going to need to comment uh, on however you feel about about the whole thing a good idea bad idea you know changes whatever you'd like to see but we're going to start seeing dates that we're going to have to do that in so you know pay attention stay tuned
1: yeah. And yeah. to comment, how do they do that? Do you remember how to go into
4: the... Yeah, there's there's a website. Um, you could probably Google for it. Where, I don't even think it's up yet as a as an actual proposal, but it should be showing up pretty soon. And I'm sure ALPA, E-A-A, yeah,
3: all the websites will have links.
4: I have web flying. Anybody who's covering this sort of thing yeah. will have links to where to go and, and uh, comment once the time and, is right. And
3: it seems like it's really gaining um, support in both the House and the Senate. They have a lot of sponsorship, bipartisan sponsorship. So I think that not only the, uh, EAA and ALPA really um, pushed or pushed the FAA to do this, I think, uh, you know, the House and the Senate is doing the same thing. So hopefully that means that it will, will pass. And, you know, again, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this reshapes, uh, you know, uh, flying, the market, you know, everything from aircraft sales to people getting back into flying, people staying in, in flying now you know with the LSA market with the, with the sport pilot you know one of the big things was to get not only get people into flying uh, a low price point which we've seen some of the LSAs today that's not typically the case but to keep people flying you, you don't lose your medical you let you you just don't renew it you now fly in the privileges of the sport pilot but now you're now you're confined to flying a sport pilot uh you know an lsa two-seater nice aircraft you know i fly them beautiful aircraft but two seaters now if you are someone who likes to take friends and family with you Mm -hmm. this will allow you to stay flying more longer because now you can fly your cherokee your your 172 your 182 and reduce the cost and reduce the cost so it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, think maybe it's great. maybe the used airplane market will go back up. You know, and and it w- there's a lot of conjecture as to what's yeah. going to happen and what the fallout will be from this. Or right. w- we've got a really good
4: model in in the sport pilot rules uh, because they've been around for ten years I now. Mean, something and, like and,
3: that. And and ARPA quotes that in their, uh, on the website their announcement. They basically said they have ten years of proof that flying. With no medical, with a, with driver's, a license driver's license, is safe. Yeah, there's been no real concern over that. So yeah, th- they can look back at some really good hard
4: uh, statistics. Yeah, P- and pilots don't want to die in crashes either, you know. And so, if you're not no. up to flying, we, as a group, we we tend to ground ourselves, you know, and and stay on the ground if and we need we're to. And we've proved we've proven that we're good at
3: that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think too. I, I think you brought the, uh, up a good point here. Is that, you know, pilots I think are responsible, and I think part of this is is that responsibility. So, uh, you know, self certifying yourself really, saying to yourself, "Yes, I'm I'm fit to fly. I'm and, safe." And, and, and yes, exactly. Yep, exactly. And I, I do understand the medical standards uh, and and what we need to do, especially like with aviation as far as. Airlines are concerned. You know, this is the traveling public you're you're carrying, and and we really need to do that. You know, we need to actually make sure that the, our pilots are safe. But you know, on, on a recreational basis, you know, you know, gosh, I'm what am I doing? Sometimes I'm just flying around a pasture, et cetera, yeah. and I'm not really putting that many people well, at well risk.
4: Well, in the in the you know some of the accidents we've seen, like the lady that was a year or so ago who had to land the King Air because her husband died of a heart attack. Well, what you forget is he had a medical, right? You know, so the medical exactly. doesn't exactly. Prevent anything, right?
1: Right. Well, guys, I really appreciate you coming here. Looks like we're gonna have to start wrapping this up here shortly. The reason we're gonna end the show is that uh, they have a really cool evening series, and uh, the evening series is uh, at the pavilion in the back here. That uh, we have a speaker that's pretty fascinating. Lieutenant Colonel Blair, he's a SR seventy-two Blackbird pilot. He uh, had an injection over the Pacific, and uh, that's something that I think everybody would be really interested in in taking a look at. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up here, but uh, you know I really appreciate Robert, you know Tom, f- and also Larry for coming here, and, and for being here with the Stuck Mike Avcast and and my first solo show. I do congratulations, appreciate congratulations, Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Thanks. Hey guys, I, I appreciate you listening. Sun and fun. We're on the deck here. A brighter th- future through aviation, preserving and enhancing the future of flight through world-class events, inspiring and educating people of all ages. This is Carl Blair with Episode seventy of Stuck Mike Avcast. Thanks, folks. Thanks for being here.
0: The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.